Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 61 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we are back for whew, another just breaking news right before here. These anonymous projects, Justin, but we've got a pumping top shot market, a lot to get to, as always, and we've got a special guest with us. But first, as always, Justin, how are we doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Uh it is the wife's birthday, so uh, that just shows how much I love you all and uh, how much I'm really contributing uh, to this. And uh, we put a tweet out the other day about what you did for Top Shot to keep it going. And uh, it might have been a couple days late, but, you know, uh, prioritizing Top Shot over the wife's birthday, I think that, uh, that, that's got to give you something. There you go. Happy, happy birthday to Mrs. Herzig down there in Florida. And we've got... A special guest tonight. This is the man that's been generating some buzz on Twitter with his short form Top Shot videos that I personally have been enjoying very much. We've got Top Shot Tandy with us tonight. How's it going, my man? It's going great. It, it means a lot to be here with you guys today. You guys are actually the first Top Shot related podcast that I searched on the App Store or the podcast. And uh, so it means a lot from going there to actually sitting here with you guys today. It's really, it's really special. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, hey, I'm by far the least dedicated here tonight because it's Justin's wife's birthday, and it's what, 1.30 in the morning for you? Yes, it is. Is that what I hear? <laughs> yes, so we've got a couple of dedicated people on the, the line with me here tonight. Sorry, Justin, did you just put something up in chat? <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It's just someone <laughs> saying this might be my last episode. And, uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah. All righty. Well, hey, welcome to everyone in the chat. As always, producer group will be behind the scenes, making sure that he's taking care of everyone. I personally have got some fun packs to open here as a, as a Cool Cats holder. I've got, let's see, I've got a, a Seeing Stars pack, a Cool Cats pack, and a Base Set Series 2 Release 15 pack, which I heard are, are pretty sweet. So I think we're going to have some, some fun packs to open tonight here later in the show. We'll be making sure that everyone that is in the chat gets onto a giveaway wheel, and we'll be doing that. We're going to talk through the recent market pump. We're going to talk about everything going on with NBA Summer League and a ton of Top Shot news there. We also have MLB Baseball Stadium NFTs on the schedule, which, Justin, I'm excited to learn what that means because I am not familiar. So I will be learning in real time, just like everyone else. Uh, we're going to recap the first Mint Fest from last week and then just do a little bit of a deep dive into how we find value in Top Shot now that we've got some momentum here again. I think it's a good good time to, to get back buying and excited to go through all of that with you guys tonight. Awesome. Should we so start Justin, with the news how, of the how, hour? Yeah, I was about to say, how yeah. big is this breaking news? Got to be touched on. I, I All I, I saw was the tweet that you sent me, and then I saw a couple of other people tweeting yeah, about it too. Yeah, I think it's big. I, I think it's big, and I think this might be – I think this might be kind of one of the turning points because uh, it just touches on a lot of things that are just bad. So high level um, NFT avatar projects. There's another, there was one that's you know, been around for maybe a month or so now called fame lady squad. Um, you know, basically supporting women. Um, okay. Did really well. Um, some cool images, hindsight. Some people are now starting out to bring up like maybe the features, the characteristics weren't that great. One was doing Molly. One has to do with some chokers and stuff. And like, okay, the hindsight, but maybe you, didn't, you missed it. Um, then there's a new one that was supposed to mint today, uh, mint tonight called Queenship. And this was supposed to be, um, I think it was either black woman, African, I think it was black woman, not African-American woman, but black woman um, made by them supporting black women and it really just kind of tried to, um, you know, tap into that market, 
already you see in, um, a population, a demographic that is not well represented in technology, in crypto, both from a female, both from a minority. And so, you know, this is something that people kind of rally behind. You really want to support. You love the idea behind it. And then you we, we find out that, and obviously nothing is 100% guaranteed, but the evidence is quite compelling uh, that this project is, so first off, both these projects are fully anonymous. There's three apparently anonymous people that are behind each project uh, claiming to be females. Um, we find out for the queenship, it's actually almost certainly not three black women, but more likely three male Russians. And the, or they are, you know, um, they are uh, impersonating as if they are, you know, who, they're not, who, who they aren't. Um, and then there are substantial ties between this and the Fame Lady Squad, which is one of the more popular NFT avatar projects, uh, seeing that most likely there is some affiliation between those two projects, potentially even the same people who are doing both. And uh, these projects are making millions of dollars, one and a half million dollars at initial mint, secondary market gives as well. There is incentive for people to lie, scam, cheat create these kind of unique aspects. Um, but at the end of the day, when people are anonymous behind these projects, there's not much people can do. And so whether or not that other project was a 12 year old or not, who, you know, created the, the whales, I don't actually know if we actually found out the truth behind it. Uh, I think it's still kind of wishy-washy, uh, but the same thing is here. And uh, we, you know, initially we, we, a couple of weeks put out like a kind of joke, like, kind of a joking tweet, but kind of serious, like, hey, can we be done with these anonymous NFT projects? Um, let's see the faces behind it. Let's see the names, you know, and early on in the days, it was okay. You know, you don't want to, you got a professional job. You got to like, you know, you don't want to put your name out there. But the truth is the amount of money that is at stake here, the amount of people's lives that are being impacted by this, if you're not willing to put your name and your face behind a project, if you're not willing to be held accountable for that project, then people shouldn't be willing to support that project. And I think that's where I'm hoping that this, you know, how horrible of a situation it is because it's taking advantage of this, you know, group of people who are already, um, you know, in minority in this space and in general um, and taking advantage of that. And I, I just hope that like this actually triggers and says, okay, you know what, let's put some faces, some names, some real people behind projects. Uh, and, and that's what I hope maybe some good comes from out of all, all this. Yeah, it's definitely, oof, it just seems like it's coming up all too often. It's it's definitely becoming a problem and just so many anonymous people out there that have a ton of pull in this space. And uh, yeah, we'll continue to follow this story, but definitely agree. I think that hopefully we start to see a shift more towards projects with actual people behind them, people that are willing to put their reputations on the line, et cetera, et cetera, although the projects that will be successful. And, and I'll bring up one more thing. Um, this is just one additional aspect that I think over the past week has really just made me think more about Top Shot. And when we compare what's happened with Top Shot, what's available at the NFTs of Top Shot, the relationships, the names, the NBA, the everything behind it, and why I have so much more confidence in Top Shot having long-term success, even compared to what you're seeing with some of these more successful avatar projects, I think outside of maybe the one or two, um, that should give us confidence. And uh, we'll go into that market pump. We'll go into the summer league. But these are all things that 
when you remove yourself from just the prices of the NFTs for Top Shot, the moments, and just think about everything that is actually behind the project and that's being built and developed, um, it should only give us increased confidence in kind of the long-term success of this space. Absolutely. Whew. There it is. All right, let's go on to a more happy topic here because, man, I think this last week, not even a week, last couple of days in Top Shot is easily the best run that we've seen since, I don't know, February, March, whenever that, that initial boom was. Uh, things have been just absolutely pumping. Account valuations are going up across the board, seeing a lot of volume happening in the marketplace. So top shot to Andy, I'll, I'll kick it over to you. What's been your take on the recent run in the market here? And you know, what do you think is going into the massive gains that we've seen over the past couple of days? Well, I, I covered this last week. I think a big part of it is just partly that people who made some money in their other NFTs are coming back. They're start. I think there's like a little bit of fear, a little bit of this NFT avatar market is perhaps getting a little too frothy for my liking and I've made a bunch of gains and why don't I go back, you know, to the loving arms of Top Shot? I feel like that's kind of part of what's going on. It's also based on what Justin was saying, like the utility, we're getting more and more evidence of this utility. And, and as they keep showing us over and over again, that look, you're going to, you're going to do well, the longer you stay with us, the more you engage with our product, the better you're going to do. And then finally, I think we we have to mention the bot, the FOMO bot by uh, Girl Dad and Your Mom NFT. That that FOMO bot is real, and FOMO is such a big part of of why people engage in NFTs right now. I mean, to to say anything else would just be fooling ourselves. So much of what causes these instant sellouts are FOMO, and I can say it for myself too. There's a project I might be interested in. I'm basically just watching. All right, how close are we to sell out? Okay, we're almost there. Fine, I'll, I'll give it a shot as long as gas isn't too high. So, to combine FOMO and bring that back to Top Shot, and then put the pricing of the Top Shot moments in Ethereum, to me that was like, that was the mind blowing game changer right there. Now all of a sudden people are like, wait, I was about to drop 0 0.08 on that like frog, but why don't I just buy that like Kevin Durant instead? So I think all these things together. Um, are just creating a lot of momentum but really fomo in my opinion we're in the nft space let's not kid ourselves fomo is a big reason yeah no i think that's very true and i think I mean, you touched on a lot of it but it just feels like a compound of, of events um once again we just see a bunch of things are going right and they kind of come together and some of the things that top shot themselves are driving some of the things are larger macro trends that are just happening and so like yeah i'd say the larger, put the bot under that larger theme of that FOMO aspect. And I think that FOMO is kind of also the result of probably a month or two of the price, maybe about a month, we'll say, of the prices kind of just flattening. And uh, people, you know, always were saying for the past two months, like, I'm ready to get back in. I've got a lot of money I want to put in their top shot. I just want to put it in when I know it's not going to be cheaper the next day. And uh, people, majority of people who are still in it, like, you, you're bullish long term. You really believe in this long-term aspect, but I could be bullish long-term. And if the price is going down next month, why should I do it today? Let me just wait until next month. And so when you have all these people who see that, hey, it really hasn't been going down. It's kind of leveled off. And, uh, oh, well, you know, there's going to be a big drop after the NBA playoffs. So uh, let me wait until after that. And uh, then we just see, okay, 
there's now this, I'm waiting. I'm feeling that kind of anticipation. And so what else actually happens? We start seeing the real world utility of the NBA top shot at the events. They couldn't have done that in the past year because A, COVID and the diff you know, difficulty of actually going to the games. B, they were still in that beta stage. So it took them the time to really develop it. But okay, so now we've got the real world aspects. Okay, now we're actually adding some utility, whether it's from the three different, the two different, three different trips that were involved. So you've got the snapshot utility. You then have the larger NFT market spiraling, I mean, spiraling upward, where, as you said, people take those profits and move back into Top Shot. And I think one of the things that we, that, you know, that Top Shot will always have going for it is the lack of needing to educate people on it because so many people found out about it because of those early February, March pumps. And uh, yeah, it's not a great feel when a lot of people bought up and it went down. But the thing is, from a long-term aspect, those people are still aware of Top Shot, and they bought in because they believe that their prices were going to continue to go up. And so, if they have that confidence again, there's no reason. I mean, you don't need to create new marketing awareness for those hundred, two hundred, however many thousand people it were. And you know, I know TJ, we were talking about like, hey, let's do an analysis of how much of this is new money. You know, new people who are just joining in versus people who. Um, who have already been in and uh you know just from you know, looking at where the majority of these sales were driving and it really was those higher value assets the top end and a lot of them are names that we've either seen before or people that if you look at their account they've been involved in top shop before and uh i don't think that's a bad thing we're still going to get that top of the funnels going to you know widen but now you start seeing these people you look up to hey they still have that faith Jeremy Levine, who we talked to back in you know February, March, and was big into it, kind of stepped away, did some other stuff. I think he spent over a couple hundred thousand dollars on. A, I think he bought maybe four different moments or something, uh, including an eighty thousand Zion. Um, so like those are the things that I think are really kind of people are looking after. And uh, I know personally, um, I see this as kind of one of those big moments that's going to not see a crazy spike that we saw in February, but start that kind of uphill trajectory. Maybe it's up and then down a little, but like, let's get that long-term steady upward. Yep. 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 I agree. I think one of the things for me is also, you know, Hey, this is kind of what happens when we're not just getting a constant pump of supply into the system. So I feel like for a while there was this fear of like, Oh, the off season, things are going to be dead. It's going to go down. And it's actually, at least obviously it's early, but so far had the opposite impact because we're not having two packs drop every single week. And as a result of that, if you want to get more moments, you need to go hit the marketplace and buy them. And, uh, that's or go to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to Las Vegas and uh, hit up the summer league. And that kiosk, by the way, is amazing. Oh, looking. I've got it queued up, ready to go. Hold on, let me go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, someone shared a tweet just now, the pack reviewing shared a tweet just now, someone ripping live, which I didn't realize was a part of that. Can you imagine if you go to a stadium and you don't know what Top Shot is? And you see someone opening highlights on a massive screen. I mean, yeah. that is just crazy to me. Like this How thing is sick. It, it looks fantastic. Uh, they did a great job with the look aspect. I mean, for the people who have been in Top Shot, it honestly has like a Top Shot feel from the colors and the design and such. Uh, and without a doubt, like it stands out. Um, there, the line for it through all the pictures I saw was also at least like 30, 40 people long the entire time. Um, and I'm sure majority of the people actually that'd be interesting. Like, I, I think we'll be able to figure this out, TJ, but once these new fandom moments come out, we'll need to track them and see how many of them go to new accounts. Cause that'll be interesting to see what percentage of the people who are getting these are, you know, existing people who already have top shot, um, or new. And I think 
for a summer league, it'll probably be pretty heavy on people who already have top shot. But when we start seeing these in random games, that's when I think you also have the opportunity to kind of widen that funnel and bring new people in. 100%. Yeah, and I think that heading into next season, we're just going to continue to see more and more of these in-arena, in-game use cases. I remember Roham did the, a couple polls a while back, and one of the things that I really liked was the concept of in-arena pack drops. I might have some background noise here. If uh, you guys want to talk for a second. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, in, in Arena, fan, I mean, he even had that tweet out where he was talking about the idea of drones and with the drones creating a QR style code where you take your Top Shot app or whatever it is and share that. And uh, yeah, that sounds cool. It's a little futuristic. This gets the job done in a far more simple manner. And I think creates that kind of, uh, you know, attraction as you walk by. And yep. uh, yeah, we, we saw some, we saw Halliburton in there. Uh, we've seen a lot of the kind of uh, content and influencers from the Top Shot space, um, you know, in, in there. Uh, it, it's been pretty exciting. And I think it's definitely a win. What are you most yeah. excited about heading into next series? Top Shot, Tandy, anything in particular, whether it's about, you know, in, in arena utility or just any aspects heading into series three that you're hoping for? Yeah, I would definitely say in arena utility is a big one. I mean, although I won't be going to any arenas anytime soon, um, that and just increased utility for more users. I'm I'm just really excited. You know, I think that these activations for eight people at a time, obviously, we're all really excited for the people who win. But there's a lot of people who are like, oh God, I have like such a low chance of ever getting anything like that. So. As we see more and more utility, and, I, and I'm almost certain we will, then that's what I'm really excited for, for season three. Yeah, completely agree. Um, there's been a lot of questions in chat, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through a couple of these because there's some good ones. Um, I'll start off with Seabear1985 asking, so do we have concerns with the NFT crowd getting back into Top Shot? Because some think that they were are the problem to begin with. Uh, I think the truth is the people who are getting back into Top Shot, I wouldn't call the NFT crowd. I would call those the actual NBA fans. Um, maybe there's a, probably some alignment between people who you know are also into NFTs, crypto, and maybe that's where they built some of their wealth. Uh, but I think a lot of the people who are really getting back into Top Shot are the ones who are bullish on it from a long form, long-term platform because... I don't know. If you have money and you're looking for quick gains, there's probably other NFT avatar projects. There's probably other ways that if you're heavily active and have a large amount of you know influence and money, you can probably pump up some other projects and make a quicker dollar. Here, I think it is far more people who are long-term supporters. And once again, we're seeing a lot of the utility does go to people and the value of that utility is for people who are fans. You want to go to these games. You want to go to the draft. You want to do something MBA related. Maybe it's a virtual meet and greet in a Discord or something. If you're not an MBA fan, those things aren't attractive to you. So the utility doesn't matter to you. For the people who are MBA fans, that's where I think this is strongest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, even just ch checking out the sets page here, right? There's literally only one set over the last seven days has not gone up. And the majority of them have gone up substantially here. So, I mean, you can just see the impact that's been happening in the marketplace. Also, shout out for those that have not seen it. We now have the set completion data. So you can see how many users have completed each of the sets. You can also click on it and see which users have completed the sets. So that's kind of cool. You can see me. Boom. 
proud Oof. cool cats set completer but uh yeah nice little nice little addition that we made there and i think i think what we saw is that alexo has alexo. owns everything every single set i believe or he has yeah he has multiple um <laughs> s1 complete sets um including multiple of the cosmics and such like yeah, yeah. do we actually say if they have multiple i don't know if we do um i uh, guess not because yeah, otherwise absolutely should not well, let, let me go, let me know if you guys want to ask him any questions. I'm actually supposed to talk to him next week. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like a true, true, true OG that I feel like doesn't get talked about as much. But we were. Well, come on, bring it on. Tell me what do <laughs> so, you want so, from this guy. So, spoiler alert: one of the other things that we're trying to, to look at and get on the site is all of the how many challenges everyone has completed, and Alexo has completed every single challenge ever. Yeah, he owns, he owns every single moment on the platform. He has completed every single challenge, which means that, like, okay, it's one thing to own every moment on the platform because you can do that retroactively. True. But to complete every challenge, you have to have been fully active since I don't even know when. So yeah. that, when me, and, when me and Neil saw that, we were like, that is crazy right there. Yeah, there's no one more diehard than he is, that's for sure. That's awesome. CJ, I think I've been doing a little too much out of T's because when I see completions, I see five ETH. I see 2708 ETH. I see. <laughs> yeah, Justin's just been deep in the weeds on all the NFTs now. Look at you. You're you're turning into a the people are gonna start hating you in our chat, Justin, if you if you talk, talk about other other NFTs. All, all it does is every time I get into a project, I just see how much better Top Shot is. It yeah, just allows us true, to continue though. to learn. And uh, I mean, you know, and no spoiler, we've got some stuff up our sleeves. And so a lot of it is some education to make sure that whenever we come out with something, you know, we're making sure that we come out with something that has the most value and you know interest for the community. So a lot of that really is on the research side. Um, but yeah, now Top Shot continues just to remain the, the, the top project. Others may be more profitable from a short term wise because flipping and pumping and all that and stuff. But uh, from a long term and from an actual build utility, all that, it's a hundred percent option. <laughs> He's got to buy stuff. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. It's free Justin. He's got to buy stuff somewhere. Let him buy. <laughs> there is one moment on the marketplace that I want so badly. And uh, Veerman actually messaged me and he was like, Hey, this is right up your sleeve. Why haven't you bought this? I haven't. And I've got one other friend who, uh, a real life friend, and he messaged me. And uh, he's like, hey, is it okay if I buy this? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll yeah. He, may, he may actually go buy it. Neil uh, had an Embiid that he wanted to buy like a week ago. And then every day he's like, it's at this price now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, um, Let's All right. Well, hey, yeah, speaking of other, I mean, do you want to talk about whatever this MLB thing is, or do we got any, any more thoughts on the market pump slash the uh, summer league stuff? Um, let's see. And then, so Tandy, I know you were we were talking in DMs little, and you uh, for that little meme video you put out. Did you end up talking to some other people about what their thoughts were for the pump and stuff, and kind of get a get a, get a feel for the community? Because I feel like you've got a good um. Uh, good ear to the ground. Yeah, um, I think it's basically what a lot of people are talking about, which is that this pump is different. Um, just that there are accessible flow mo uh, floor moments, as you said as well, which makes this so different. And it's the higher end stuff that's going up. It's not the floor stuff that's going up. And 
you know, in my opinion, I think that we're seeing like, the, again, the people that jumped other NFTs coming back, the people that were sitting on their sidelines with their bags of Dapper just waiting for things to trend up before they came back. So I think that's why we're seeing this like spike. And then we might see like a little bit of a reversal just because some of those people are going to start taking profits. But I think that we're, n we're not going to see anything drastic. And I think that as soon as we can start getting new users in, it'll be a healthier growth. Um, but that, that's all I got right now in terms of current pump. I mean, I don't think it's anything to go too crazy about in terms of people fearing that there's like a little bit of a trend in the other direction. My buddy Ben made a video about it today. And um, yeah, that's what I think as of right now. Okay. Very nice. I like it. Nothing that makes sense. And uh, it, it's interesting because when you and I were first chatting, we were kind of like, and it really this happened over the last week where it was get first thoughts on what you think is driving it. And then it just kept going. Um, and I don't think there is just one simple answer. I think it is really a, a combination of a lot of things, uh, which is also probably a better thing than a one time, you know, one time, one factor pump. Yeah. Are you saying you have a video to show right, right now? Talking to me? Yeah. Is that what you were <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can publish that now if you guys want to watch it now. Oh. Yeah, why not? I know we talked about this. I wasn't sure if you were going to do it. I didn't want to put pressure yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just reading the chat and I was like, oh, yeah. Let's, uh, uh, you, know, you know, I'm going to do it. Okay. Let's do um, it. Uh, all right. So, let's see. It's just publishing. Assume. So he's going to put it on Twitter and yep. then we're going to show it from on God. his Twitter page. Gosh, and, yeah, um, exactly. As we do that, everyone else can go to your Twitter page. We'll put it in the chat. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Yeah. Give them a retweet. I have no idea. Actually, I have a tiny bit of idea what this video is going to be about, but I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited. All right, cool. So it looks like it's live. The quality is looking a little fuzzy for some reason, but it's there. It's live. And uh, TJ, is this your screen? There, there it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Screen. All right, so you got the sound. I do. Teen sets on Top Shot. After the shock and delight of the Nine Lives Lounge email reveal, which would can we get that full screen? There you go. Daily raffles for signed jerseys, Q and A with Rohan and team, Eisen buckets popping into the Discord to talk about Pablo Prigioni and Mucci Norris, and early access to future Dapper products. The groupthink among Top Shot users was, "I want me some of that." But the question became. What will Topshot reward next? It's been hinted in the past that Topshot may reward full team sets, or that they'll reward other set holders. But how much utility and how many sets or teams get rewarded is currently anybody's guess. But what I find currently fascinating is that there are currently factions of Topshot fans that are creating their own private discords where a completed set acts as an entry token, like Mint Juice, like Luca Beast. And they're giving things away like generous giveaways and more. And if you want to run the numbers on sets and team sets to get an idea of what you can currently afford, what things are trending which way, then you want to go do that on otmnft.com. Well, whatever set or team set that you decide to collect, like always, collect what you love, because if the market swings in the wrong direction, you want to ensure that at least you're happy with what you've collected. For all we know, future utility could surprise and delight you, whether it's coming from Top Shot, whether it's coming from your fellow internet friends, or whether 
you may even meet those internet friends one day in real life. So, I ask you guys, what are you currently collecting? Love it. I like it. Uh, that's pack rip and lucky something there. or other. Lucky. Oh, is that pack rip? He he. I, I saw. Yeah, he said he was doing a face reveal. Yeah. yeah he's doing, apparently, he's doing a face reveal today. And he's got the Knicks uh, Knicks jersey on. Of course, love that. Um, yeah. No, I think it's cool. How long did it take you to make one of those? Well, it takes me about takes me about like an hour to set up the the gifts and write the script. Um, sometimes longer, maybe two hours. And then it takes me about, I have to run it through live. It's like doing a live news broadcast. So sometimes I'll just be in this office, just like swearing at myself because I'm, I'm on take number like 12. But, um, you know, if it's a good night, it might take me like 20 minutes to, to actually do the filming. If it's a bad night, it might take me closer to like 45 minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. No, They're we, good we, though. Well, yeah. like very well produced. Plus, like anytime there's a Larry David gif, I'm just automatically. Oh, I got to use that gif as much as I can. But yeah, I mean, I just felt like, uh, to me, there's so much good content about Top Shot. I love this community so much. I mean, even though I bought it completely the wrong time and, you know, I'm very much underwater, but I still keep coming back because I just love Top Shot. I love, I love what you guys are always talking about. I love everything about the Top Shot community. I just felt like I could use a little bit of creative outlet and create something different. And, uh, you know, some shows I've always enjoyed are like John Oliver and The Daily Show. And I kind of saw it almost like, what if I created something like that for Top Shot? So that was my uh, motivation for the videos that I create. I like it. I like it. I'm trying to think of the kid's name. Not kid. I guess he's probably young 20s. Uh, but there's someone in the fantasy football one who does those kind of videos. And it's like a minute video, but like every single second has like an image or something. And like, he's talked about the process and like, it is a lot of work, but like, oh, yeah. you know, just like what you're doing when it comes off, like it comes off clean. So it looks really good. Well worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's, uh, I'll share my screen. All right. I think that this candy site ends up doing a couple different tabs. So I'll just end up share the whole computer screen. All right. So MLB, um, whose primary platform that they do for NFTs is Candy. This is the Gary V, one of Gary V's NFT companies that, let's see, we, they did the Dodgers one in the past. They did the Luke Eric. Uh, they've been talking about doing some college stuff in the future. And so right now they're doing a program, an NFT release around all 30 major league ballparks. And so this just kicked off today. They have a schedule down here of each ballpark they're going to run through. Um, I believe that for each one, there will be a one-of-one one auction, and then there will be an open amount of mint um, for their silver kinds. Uh, so for the, let's see, so here's City Field, their steel edition, they call it, which is $100, and you basically get the NFT. Um, let's see if we can play it. I don't think there's any sound, so I don't think it'll matter that I share the full screen. Give it a second to buffer. Um, so $100 looks like 122 are sold. I don't think these are, I, don't, I, don't, I guess if you're a big fan, it's kind of cool to have like an NFT of, you know, the main stadium you go to. Um, I swear my internet's good. So this is, this is on their end. 
Yeah, this is a horrible experience. This is this is good good video. Um, okay, but uh, so you can go there, see their NFTs. Uh, I think the cool is the so then with the steel unlimited minting, and then they have the one of one auctions that basically give you a VIP experience of the at the field as well. Uh, so the city field one is currently at eleven thousand. Fenway Park is at five thousand. Not surprising that the New York and Boston are probably two of the larger markets that they start with those to anchor the pricing to drive up for the future. Uh, I will definitely be watching the Tampa one because I don't know how many NFT people are in Tampa and maybe can get a steal there. Um, but I think it's just interesting. Just, you know, we always want to keep tabs on, you know, what else is going on in the sports collectible NFT space. Uh, that's kind of what most interests us. And, you know, I think where there's a lot of commonality from the people who are interested in Top Shop. No, so no recommendations there. Uh, I don't think it's personally something I'll probably end up buying, um, but I'll definitely keep an eye to see if there's maybe a steal or something for like a cool, you know, one of one real world experience. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, continue to see just lots of different projects out there. And speaking of lots of projects, there were lots of people last week for the first mint fest so just wanted to do a, a quick recap there hopefully some of you guys were able to tune into the the presentation that justin and i did a little bit of a different vibe than what we're, we're typically doing but thought that it was good to talk through you know gave a, a high level overview of the the website and all the tools that we have for people that maybe aren't as familiar or maybe there's just some features that people don't even know that we have on the site so we walked through some of that justin also walked through a ton of the work that we're doing on the consulting side of own the moment, working with brands like ASICs and the Detroit Pistons on, on their NFTs and hopefully much more in the future. Yeah, there we go. Speaking of Pistons, any, any update for the people on the Pistons, Justin? Yeah. So at a high level, the, uh, the boxes, the ones that we said were kind of the best value, um, those sold up pretty quickly. They did the tier system, but those completely sold out. Um, we did an analysis that uh, was a little behind the scenes. Um, probably going to release something a bit more updated this week. But at the end of the day, um, I think just about every the end up value for each box, collected box ended up being around $600 at a $300 purchase. So anyone that bought that guaranteed to make money, the lowest purchases were still, were still profit. And then if you got one of the more rare ones, it was substantial profit. And uh, now we are down to just the auctions remaining. Uh, so I think we've had around 15 or so people complete the various sets, which gets them the tickets for the games, the meet and greets, the physical um, banner replicas, still waiting to see if anyone will get the championship ring. Um, but I think the auctions now will go over the next few days. And um, I think because there's just, you know, a lot, there was a lot of excitement early on, but it has been like a three week project. Um, the amount of activity in the auctions is probably going to be a little less than if we had done it early on. So my thought is there's probably going to be substantial value for people that are interested, um, especially because a, there's the strong utility of the 10 game tickets. And those actually, if you buy it can be resold in the market um, either as tickets or as the NFT. So somebody else can get it. So you still keep that value uh, or just for people trying to keep the collections, you know, going because there has been a strong secondary market, but it's been, it's been well, it's been a well-received project. Cool. Cool. But yeah, first MintFest, that was an awesome event. Shout out to LG and team for pulling it off. Thought that it was really well-organized. Thought that they did a lot of really innovative stuff with the discords. The own the moment virtual booth in the discord just turned into a, a straight party fest where all people did was, was pop in the party emojis because I think originally some people misunderstood how to get involved in the giveaway. And then people were just trolling for like three days straight after that. 
So, uh, yeah, there was very mature conversation going on in, in our Discord there. And, uh, but I, it, was, it was pretty fun. And, yeah, I mean, just lots of cool presentations I was able to tune into. Not 100% of them, but a good amount of them. A lot of interesting projects going on in the space. I also attended a little bit of that metaverse party, which I think is still a little bit over my head. So that was that was like it was just we were all just these like marshmallowy looking avatars in a metaverse, just like dancing. It was it was something. But hey, my first metaverse party. So there's that. But um, were you on tilt, TJ? <laughs> what does that mean? Was I on tilt? Weren't you yeah, like, don't you, don't you talk about how you tilt over these yes, like avatar projects? <laughs> so I was tilted about the avatar projects a lot early on. Now, it's a got, different kind of just, yeah, it's a different kind of. Now, I feel like I'd be on, I'd be tilting if I was in the metaverse as a marshmallow man. I think <laughs> I'd be tilting a little bit. He'd be, I mean, I know tilting like that. He'd be rolling maybe if he's a little, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, um, did, for, speaking of first mint. Sea Will must have been there. It did, it did get weird. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some people doing uh, some selfies with their robot emoji. Yeah. Um, uh, but speaking of anybody else, um, let's see. Um, get a first mint race car. You, uh, have you seen not. this, Teach? No. Where was this? I got it airdropped to me. I think anyone who connected, I, I don't oh, know. That's connected. actually sick maybe connected their um you know their wallet with uh because rev was one of the sponsors there apparently you can use this for their actual game um you can sell it in the secondary market for something around a hundred dollars um wow. but i mean cool cool design and stuff and you can actually use it so a solid choice for any driver getting started and comfortable taking on any circuit That's perfect pretty sweet. when you when you turn it on is like lg's soothing voice saying like <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, I, I listened to his pod today and uh, he updated that he is no longer um, affiliated with Top Shot. So uh, he, he updated the, the, the start again. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great podcast. Yeah. He, he actually, actually really, really enjoyed the one today. Uh, he did a very succinct yeah. method of mm -hmm. just going through um, kind of all the stuff going on in the market. So hold on. Mm, I didn't get a chance to listen to that. I'll have to do that. All right. The main event of the show, finding top shot value. We've got prices going up. Justin, how can the people find top shot value in today's market? Yeah, I don't have the answer here. I was the one who was asking the question. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to get Tandy's thoughts. And I can definitely give some of my thoughts too. Because um, I did take a look at the market stuff and was trying to kind of uh, think about where there are some opportunities. Um, but what, what are you thinking, Tandy? Where, you know, Looking at the opportunity, we see things pump in when there's a bull market, you know, hey, you want to be selective, but you also don't want to overanalyze. But uh, kind of what's your thoughts here? I think that um, usually, just like they did it back in February, there's a certain tier of player that spikes first. So I feel like if, if that's a similar situation to now, you're looking at players that are a little bit below that first top tier, I would say, if you're looking to like jump in right now. So you're looking for players... One that I saw earlier today was like Sadiq Bay or Sadiq Bay, for example. I'm, I also kind of like the MGLE uh, S2. I think that might be an undervalued set. I picked up like a Jalen Brown the other day for like 180 bucks. So to me, that's, that's kind of what I think. But honestly, with this kind of a question, I would be leaning way more on you, Justin, <laughs> for, for thinking about where the values are. 
I mean, one thing that I'll definitely point out is that we've, we've seen some significant movement in series one, which, right, was kind of always one of our long-term theses is that series one will have that longer-term value. And so I think it's been, been really awesome to see the pump from S1 specifically, because a lot of what we've seen over the past couple of weeks is that anything that is doing well was typically related to something short-term, whether it's a challenge or a quest or you know something that incentivized people to buy that. When people are buying series one base sets, there's, that's a long-term buy in my opinion. And I think that that's a great sign there. So that, that's one thing that has definitely stuck out to me is I don't think we've seen this kind of movement in series one base set or series one other stuff in, in a long time. But TJ, is that, is that mostly series one top shot debut or is that series one across the board? Any idea? Um, I, let's see. I mean, we can, we can take a look. If, uh, if you want to click on that series one base set, Justin, we can see a, the kind of steady. I also like that it's, you know, it's kind of happened steadily. Then it just quickly spike yeah, and yeah. we can see some of the top gainers here. So, I mean, it's, it's the studs up top, right? You've got LeBron, Steph, Giannis, Luca, Jaws, Ion. So definitely the, the highest value moments. And yeah, I mean, every single one of those has, uh, Okay, they don't all have the championship badge, but everyone except for LeBron. It's LeBron's and Top Shot debuts, so pretty uh, pretty safe bets there. Right. Yeah, I mean, so right now I'm sorting by a seven-day movement just to get a kind of feel. And, yeah, I think, you know, a decent amount of the Top Shot debut, but I don't think it's only. Uh, it looks like it's – just trying to think through. Uh, Smart and Beal – feel like outliers maybe because of some of the you know uh free agency movement that we're seeing there um smart getting traded what's going on here i'm a celtics fan <laughs> so i was thinking more bradley beal um with what okay. because you know we know the talk that's going on um i just think he'd be in a much better situation if he's away um but from on the celtics team, yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh and then so otherwise we got joel Embiid, we got Kyrie, so we got more big names um Otherwise, there's not like huge rhyme or reason, but it is interesting how both these Marcus Smarts um, are pumping. And uh, I wonder if there's maybe some form of a collector score aspect from a bottleneck. Um, but again, I don't think there would be. Um, oh, okay. Alkso. <laughs> what, what's going on? <laughs> All of these sales is just Alkso buying up the floor. Of oh, Marcus my God. Smart. All right, I'm asking that. See, you gave me a question. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> yes. I'm asking Elkso about Mocker Smart. I actually saw this on Twitter, oh, and I Lord. just really forgot about it. Um, yeah, he just decided to buy up like crazy for buy up the floor there. Um, all right, so this is an outlier. Let's uh, take a look <laughs> at the other Marcus Smart. I feel like it's pretty probably pretty similar. I yeah, I would I would bet my my chips on we're going to see a whole lot of Elkso right now. <laughs> all right um okay so while we're going i think i agree with tj though where i'd use this time to kind of do the zigzag um move away from where the kind of you know uh hot topic is right now where the hot names are and kind of go back to our fundamentals and i think the fundamentals remain hey those hall of fame players the top shot debuts of them and then the rookies and i think the s1 rookies continue to be kind of the more overlooked just because when you're looking at S1, people are thinking, oh, hey, there's so many that have the top shot debut that I kind of overlooked the ones that also have the rookie 
Um, and it really just gives you that kind of double, double the chances, double the value from a long term. What are people going to be interested in? Is it top shot debut? You've got that. Is it the rookies? You've got that. Uh, the second is the S2 rookies. I think there's from an MBA sense, there's a great opportunity because we're always too quick to react after just one season and kind of throw someone away, disregard them because they didn't have that great first season. But if you actually take a look, read what Bach's been writing. His reports have been fantastic to kind of highlight where the kind of needles in the haystack are. But when you see that someone's going to get that increased playing time going forward, maybe because a free agent left, a trade, whatever it is, those are the ones that I think there's substantial value. And we can use our MBA knowledge, or more accurately, I can use, we can use Bach's MBA knowledge to help identify where those values are. Um, and that's where I'd say that probably the, you know, the core opportunities are from a, a, a midterm value. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. I think if we can go back to those kind of tried and true strategies that we'd been talking about for the first several weeks and months of Top Shot. And yeah, it's good to be back. It is. It is. I'm, I'm taking a look at rookies right now. Um, the S ones, maybe I just got okay. There we go. Um, we definitely see forty-five percent, fifty-five percent for both of them. Both have done pretty well. Um, S one rookies. I think these are a bit more known commodities. These are probably going to be pretty top-heavy uh, on a personal standpoint. Uh, MPJ is probably the one that I think is the best value from a what we saw at the end of the season, what he's been able to produce, and still doesn't have kind of the expensive profile of some of the others, like what. I guess really he's fourth now besides Roger Barrett. Um, so I think that's great. Um, I, don't know, I think there's a lot. And uh, that's where we'll, we'll definitely bring on Bach on one of these upcoming shows to see how we can kind of continue to learn when, after we have more free agent signings um, and just what kind of information we can use to from a top shot standpoint. Love it. Very nice. All righty, gentlemen. What do you say we open a pack? These it's are great packs. These are special we got, packs. We got special packs because somebody is a loyal Cool Cats holder to my own personal bankroll deficit. But hey, <laughs> for all of you, hey, they're, uh, they're 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 finding ways to make it. They really are more worthwhile. This was a this was a cool way to do it. I, I like that they did this. All right, what do we think? Seeing stars, Cool Cats base set release fifteen. I the base set. Set. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'd the base set's that. actually the most valuable of these because cool cats, maybe not. Seeing stars definitely has fun value. A lot of people like that set, and uh, yeah, we're starting to see, like you know, as Tandy said, um, Discord's being built around completing those. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're going to to rip this on open. Producer Coop's got the wheel going in the background, so if you've been chatting it up in chat you'll be eligible and i'm pretty sure whatever moment i end up giving away is probably gonna end up being a solid one so enjoy there we go where should we start so i can where mix, the music. <laughs> I'll mix the music let's uh let's go reverse let's go three two one three two one behind door number three we've got Starting off eight, eight one, nine, nine eight. eight. Oh, oh, that's his favorite. Who else? Look at that. Future Hall of Famer, is he not? 
50%? What were we on basketball? Yeah. Reference? It's Let's funny. People were actually chirping Tandy around like, really? You bring up Al Horford in your recent video? Like, <laughs> why would you even bother referencing that? And he's like, well, actually, that was because OTM. <laughs> I love how our brand is freaking Al Horford. Like, that's, yeah, you got to gotta keep it going. Oh, Can't turn well, your back on Al Horford now. All right. Hey, we got an Al Horford. Never, never going to complain about Big Al. Let's go double trouble. Double Al Horford. Give us the twofer. <laughs> All right. Was that a Luca? Oh! Let's go. Let's go. Whoa, that's sick. Gosh. That's these, uh, these base sets, they're, they're strong. All, look at it, 15,000. Oh, man. The old that's school solid. base That's solid. That is solid. I like it. I like it. This is the days where we can go back on the marketplace and be like, hey, how much, what's that low ask of that? I know. I'm, I'm doing that on my other screen right now. Well, I was, I was looking at it yesterday, actually. It's around 40 bucks. Nice, nice. It's not too bad. Luca. All right, finish All right. strong. Two, two, nine, one. Knicks. RJ right. wow. Okay, okay, nice not too pack. bad. Solid pack. Well done. Wow. Well done. These packs are fire, dude. I told you. <laughs> it's, 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 oh, it's so much better. Like I know, right? <laughs> it's almost like we shouldn't have minted. No, I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. Almost. Like, It'll be interesting. Tandy, what do you think? What do you think they're going to do with mint counts for S three? Um, for I a mean, common for base. You mean like how much higher are we going to go in circulation count? I mean, I didn't ask that. You just made an assumption that they were going higher. Yeah, Some people I, think I they mean, might go I hope, lower. Well, that would be actually very interesting if they went lower. Um, but you know, I just I just hope that they have some kind of uh, an algorithm in their back end that's like. Here's how active our user base is. Here's how many people are buying per day on a normal day. And let's release um, enough moments so we don't completely overflow those people and drown them. Like, that's what I'm hoping they're doing. So I don't have the answer, but I surely hope that the Top Shot Economist does. Okay. I hope you're right. <laughs> um, my guess, I think they stay the same. I think they stay at 40. I don't think they go less because a they've already made the decision at one point that there was enough demand for those 40s so you know that already baked in uh two i think it'd be a bad look if s3 kind of had less supply than s2 as they expect demand to increase um but i do think they will stay you know cautious and understand that like hey people don't want that crazy proliferation of you know just slash 50k plus or whatever without there being a significant more amount of users so I think they'll stay the same. I think we'll see pretty similar MGLEs at the 499, um, hollow icons at the 99, base sets at the 40K. Uh, that, that's my guess. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. TJ, you got to hold on to that Luca. But, yeah, uh, you got to hold on to the Luca. I think we got to give away Al Horford for the brand. Gotta give Al. Oh, you got to give Al. You got to give up the Al. As, as much as it pains me to give up an Al. You know, I, I'm happy to, to share the Horford love with the community. So let's go ahead and we'll, we'll give away the Al Horford here. Producer Coop, can we load up the wheel? See if anyone last minute comes through the woodworks and tells you that they're here. <laughs> all right. Want to see the seeing stars? We'll definitely be opening these other packs. Uh, I, I just don't want to do it all in one show. Yeah, we will. Um, 
I see you, Joey. All right. So Joey Donnelly has been asking a couple times about that. The S twos are only at 70%. Um, let, uh, let's spin the wheel and I'm going to see if I can figure this one out for you, Joey. Sounds good. All righty. For an Al Horford. Spin that wheel, producer Coop. Good luck, everybody. Spin, spin, spin. Is that Scott? Oh, MLD Ooh, Bruins. I just MLD Bruins. Ooh, close. MLD Bruins. Congratulations. Uh, as a regular, I know I saw you in chat. Congrats. Shoot us a DM with your top shot name, um, and we will give that to you in a week. Uh, people from last week's show, we still owe you. As of about probably 10 minutes in, from now, we'll be able to send those out as well once the seven days have passed. Yep. Um, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share my screen. We can walk through this at the same time. So what is the, the statement so the is that? The question is that he, he was saying that 70% of the S2 moments, only 70% are in circulation. Mm. Um, my initial guess is that, let's see. So we're just going to click on a random 40K. So I'll probably go for a low ass the other way. DeMar DeRozan. All right, so if we take a look at the individual player profile. So here we have 10% are in packs, so 80% are owned. So if this is what you're seeing, Joey, around like, hey, if this number is 70%, what I would do is first see, so if it's in a pack, this means it's likely just in someone's account, in a pack they own that they have not opened yet. And so nothing people can do about that. I think people just, you know, hold on to packs for whatever reason. I have a decent amount. Um, and so that's what that is. Uh, minted here, but not put in a pack. Uh, this is a little more interesting. Um, not sure what they'll actually end up doing with those. Maybe that means that they're um, just going to be held off. I know we saw in previous years that they're actually ended up um, being in some packs that they just never hit the uh, supply. So those S1 slash 1000s. What happened there is they were planning to mint to 1,000. They minted them, so they made 1,000 of them. They then created new moments of those players. And so once they create a new moment, they can't be, they decided for whatever reason, they're not going to have two of the same players' moments in packs. So they then just held those back from putting them in packs and kept them minted. Um, and so that's where we're going to have the trade-ins where you have the chance to get those S1s slash 1,000s. Uh, here, maybe it's a similar situation where, you know, no, they didn't put out a new DeMar DeRozan uh, slash 40K um, or base set one. So, but because they didn't run through it, they figured, hey, rather than just make more packs and more moments, they're just going to keep some minted. And I think they'll probably either be burned. Maybe they'll be held for future years for a few other trade-ins. Um, my guess is we're not going to see them flooded on the market. Uh, so they're not going to have like a major impact. Um, but, it, you know, I think this is also an interesting aspect of, hey, if you can identify ones that do have a large amount minted, maybe you're actually buying uh, ones that are a bit more rare than, you know, it actually looks as a slash 40K. Uh, could be decent value there. But, uh, you know, good eye. I'll take a look at a few more, Joey, and see, like, if it does look like there's a large trend here. 
Uh, but my guess is, for the most part, that uh, minted number is not going to be substantial. There's definitely something going on. Like, there's a group of – here, I can share. So I was just looking on my end, too. There's okay. a group of S2 base moments that are 46% in circulation. And when okay. you look at any of them, they're basically, like, consistent mm, with this okay. 46, 11, 42. So my guess is that these were, like, minted because – they thought that there was going to be more demand than there was. And then maybe they decided just not to distribute them and slowed yeah. down the the supply. But yeah, I mean, these clearly all were in the same like grouping of moments is my guess at least. Yep. And so I think it's interesting because there's two ways we can approach that strategy. So if there are 45% that are minted, but not in packs, that means the actual circulation is really only going to be 22, 24,000. Um, if we feel that Top Shot is just not going to get, do anything with those and you want to just make a bet that, hey, they're going to burn them or they're not going to distribute them, those are not 40,000 moments. Those are actually 20K. And while it may not say it on the circulation count, you will actually still feel that impact from a market just because fewer percent compared to the 40K will be listed. So inherently from market dynamics, it does hold more value. Um, so that's an interesting kind of strategy. But the other aspect is, if you do believe they're going to eventually put those more out, then the price might be inflated now and it'll drop later when more hit the market. So uh, it, it, I'd say, hey, let's uh, maybe ask Top Shot in office hours. I think that'd be a great question for them. Um, keep an eye out for it and uh, use that uh, ambiguity, that unfamiliarity, the lack of really information to make a decision on, hey, if you want to kind of maybe find some value, uh, find a couple of good players that have that circulation and go for it. Love it. Love it. All right, gentlemen, we have hit the hour mark. It is super, super late over there for Top Shot Tandy. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Tell the people where they can find you and everything that you've got going on. And again, if you guys are not following him, please hit him up at Top Shot Tandy on Twitter. Yeah, it's at Top Shot Tandy on Twitter. Um, you can find my YouTube channel going tiny.cc slash Tandy. I release my videos about two or three times per week, and I do live streams once in a while as well. So I appreciate all your uh, engagement and feedback from the community. And, of course, again, I'm really thankful. And I could be here for another couple hours if you really wanted me to. <laughs> I just I really enjoyed being here with you guys. So thank you. Love it. We, uh, we, we are glad you were able to make the time, obviously, uh, get in the middle of that sleep schedule. Uh, we appreciate it. And also, I'm, I, I've enjoyed watching your videos. Um, I don't think there's enough of that kind of short form, short little videos. Um, and, uh, you know, coming from people who put out our podcast two times a week and then TJ does his own, uh, we, we've definitely uh, are on the longer side. So we appreciate you providing people a bit more of their, you know, their quick impact. Thank yeah. you. Not everyone, I guess, has time to sit with us for an hour on a Monday night, but a lot of you did tonight. So thank you guys for joining us and we will be back next Monday. So on behalf of Justin, on behalf of Top Shot Tandy and of course, producer group behind the scenes, I'm TJ Lasig and we will see you guys next time.